Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, Biden claims that all the people would still be alive if Trump had done his job. Every single one of them. Even in Greece? Since the beginning of time. (laughs) And in all countries, all times and all places, there would be, I think, something like 125 billion people or something. Did you know that Trump created death? He is death himself. (laughs) Behold, I am death, destroyer of worlds. What's that? That's how he's going to do his 2024 acceptance. He's going to have the black robe on and carry the cane. And just drop people as he walks by. Well, his inaugural song, like the dance he did with Melania at the inauguration ball for himself was I Did It My Way, which starts out with this is the final curtain. The end is near. Well, maybe that was foreshadowing the bringer of death, according to Joe Biden. I think so. I just think it's funny because... Whatever could have been done has been done in all the different countries, which is rare. I mean, I shouldn't say whatever. Sweden is that little weird example, but exception. But whatever those people would do, unless there were there was a scenario that resulted in zero deaths, which I mean. Well, what results in zero deaths, apparently Joe Biden would have single handedly saved Every single person who has died of whatever it is that they actually died of. He, he alone right. would have saved them. I think that's right. And uh, so I hope he gets elected. Yeah, well, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't hope anyone gets elected. I would love it if the whole thing just went, hey, we're going to peacefully just stand down. <laughs> Speaking of that. I got a phone call from another pollster today. They're amping up hardcore. These phone calls, these text banking, these emails, I mean, I'm getting overwhelmed with them. It's my own fault because I submit to them because I want to see the propaganda they're putting out. But I also like to hear how these pollsters try to engage people and how they try to direct people towards certain answers, which can manipulate the polls that we then see on TV, which are then cited by politicians on the left or right as evidence to popular opinion and support for their policies or whatever. It's good to see how they get to these places with the way that they ask questions. Polster calls me. I was British again. I always, well, I usually do British. Sometimes I'll choose another. Sometimes I'll do serious redneck too. But she's asking me questions and she was really, really emphasizing. She wanted to figure out if I was on the left or right. And it started off with, are you more likely to vote for Biden? Are you less likely? Are you strongly agree don't strongly agree. It was a bunch of it was a scale of agreement on whether or not you would vote for Biden. And then I said objection, like I was in court. I started objecting to the questions, like I was a, a defense attorney, and I would say, "I'm not answering that question. You simplified it, and you're trying to pin me into a category that I refuse to be pinned into." And then she went to the, then she would pause for a moment, and she would go to the next question. And the next question was, "Do you lean more to the left? Strongly agree." Uh, strongly disagree then she went all through so the same question basically do you support biden do you lean to the left then she asked a third question that was essentially the same question again just in different terms and they were all basically are you 
a liberal or are you a Republican? Strongly agree, strongly disagree, yada, yada, yada. And I refused to answer all of them. And I stopped her and I pointed out and I said, you just asked me the exact same question in three different ways. And I've objected to all three of them. And then she paused and she went to the next question. And then I stopped her because I had done this before with a previous guy who got mad at me for insisting that he cannot move on until he answers the question. Well, aren't the, isn't the poll, doesn't it say... 75% of Democrats, whatever, and 75% of Republicans, whatever. Are you saying they should ask that question at the end? About the Democrat or Republican? They want, when they do the polls, they often separate it out into like 75% of Democrats won't take a vaccination or 35% right. of Republicans. So first of all, I would say, I don't actually think that's fundamentally invalid, but that question should probably yeah. be asked at the end. If people identify as that, that's fine. I agree. And they should do it at the end. They so don't want to leave sure. room for people. Yes, but they do it at the beginning because they want to categorize you in the left or the right. I know. Do right you away. think that they have options of what questions to ask depending on? No, she was reading a script. I know. No, she but w- yeah, a script can have branches. She did not. She did not veer from it took me a lot of messing with like really just being over the top to get her to break from the script. It was almost like that example that I did where I read straight from the script because I at one point in time when she said the thing about do you lean or are you more likely to vote for Biden? She said, do you lean towards Democrats? Are you more likely to vote for Biden? Do you more strongly agree with Biden or Trump? They were all about that. And when I said definitively, no, I am not, because she, she asked if, if you were going to vote. I am not going to vote, and I do not lean either way. I'm completely neutral. I have no feelings about either. I was very clear about that. And then the follow-up question she asked was, so would you say that means you strongly agree that you're going to vote for Biden? And I said, no, I just told you. So she was reading a script very clearly. But I realized when I stopped her, I said, can we stop for a second? Are you filling out answers? Two questions that I'm objecting to and telling you that I'm not going to give you an answer to. And she said, oh, don't worry, sir. Your data is going to remain private. And I said, that's not what I asked. I asked if you filled in one of those little bubbles to those answer those questions that I just told you. I don't want to answer that question. I don't want that data being created because so it, you were asking her if she I was, was skipping the questions. Yes. Got it. And she was. So I was telling her I do wow. not answer, and she was answering the questions for me. So remember well, that when you told her to do that. Yeah, she. This is what her instructions are. I, I, I actually, I stopped at that point. I said, "Look, I don't blame you for this. I know you're doing your job." But whoever is in charge here, I said, let me speak to your supervisor. I was about to come down here, and she was going to get the supervisor. Wow. Yeah. You should have. Well, I came down to do the show. I, I could have no. been on the phone with them all day. They'll call again. I'll do it again. But she was going to get the supervisor. I wasn't rude to her. Once I realized that she was reading a script and she had to do this for her job, I said, I know this isn't your fault, but this data, the way it's being done, you're filling an answer in for me. This creating manipulation lies that they're using to politicize and divide the country up. So remember that when you see these poll- this polling data on television being used as leverage by either side. That's a good point. And the fact that they're, I mean, that just completely voids the whole thing. Absolutely. And I, mean, I, I, it sounds like you're confident that it didn't go this way. But by asking that question, if you're on the left or the right first, it could easily, if they're really bad, they could easily 
give a different list of questions. Yeah, right. That could be a question. Yeah, ask Democrats on- this question and ask Republicans this question. And the pollster doesn't think, you know, the person calling doesn't think there's anything particularly wrong with that. But of course, the questions, anytime I look at the details of the questions. There's presumptions just, built into them. Absolutely. That, yeah. So polling sucks. That's the moral of the story there. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedandSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. So let me. Uh, I just had a couple little quick hits, and then you can do some quick hits, and then I want to have a an in depth discussion with you about school stuff in general, yeah. college stuff. Sixteen, nineteen, yeah, seventeen, seventy six. Kind of so, uh, do you want like a couple of one-offs or I have this thing about the stimulus. What are you feeling the most? What inspires you the most or makes you angry? No, I don't pedal. What do you, I mean, what are you fired up about though? It's not pedaling if you're fired up about it because it's important to you. Well, I was a little bit triggered by, I saw there was a news story about the Michigan, I think the Michigan governor She's not a bad looking chick. She's not as good looking as the South Dakota one. And she's an idiot. Gretchen? Is this? Yeah. yeah. Whitmer. So she was going on and on about, we need to get the stimulus package, yada, yada. We need to get the state some money. We need to get the people some money. We need to get unemployment up, blah, blah. So I was just thinking about it. And if you, the, the thing that keeps states in check is that they cannot just print money. They have to borrow it. They can't print to replace the borrowing, anything like the U.S., the federal government can. So they're slowly but surely, once you start having the federal government fed fund the states, then there's absolutely no limit on spending. And as you can see, Trump over and over and over again threatens states and localities by with withdrawing federal money if they don't follow his lead. So once you have a Dem- Democrats completely running the federal show, not even Democrats, Republicans, I mean, Trump's ridiculous, too, but. You just have the feds running it. It's just more and more centralized power. But the idea of this constant money, it's I guess it's just modern monetary theory. They act like that's something that's theoretical and debated. But all it is, is they say you just all you have to do is print money. Now, actually, that's rather regressive. If you have a progressive tax rate, which I hate because it neutralized politically neutralizes like People work their way up the ladder because they just can never get ahead. You can never go Ron Paul when you have, you know, whatever, $300,000 worth of school loans and a constantly increasing tax rate. But they print the money out of control with this modern monetary theory. And that inflates stuff so that unless your wages are moving as fast as the prices of the stuff that you're buying, and like the best example is oil because it's so like the price of gas at the gas pump can change like minute to minute. Really, but the guy, the wage of the guy who's running the pump for you or, or taking your money does not, isn't a percentage. You know, he doesn't get paid for three gallons of gas worth of money 
<laughs> you know, for every hour he works, it, his wage goes down in value as you increase the money supply. But that's just one part of it. What, what we're talking about, what's happening now, like I want to do a little thought experiment. Productivity is wealth. Productivity is wealth. It's what you produce is the stuff. And we have not, we are not producing. They have us not producing or at least greatly reduced production. Spending is taxation. So anything the government spends, they have to get back either through overt taxation or inflation, which is taxation. And we're consuming everything. We're not replacing it. So what I think is, is happening is, I mean, it feels like bankruptcy is really the only possible outcome here. I mean, they're literally driving it to where there is a wipeout event, like a bankruptcy event, or like a de facto bankruptcy event where we're, we're using all of our pent-up inventory, all of our pent-up supplies, all of our pent-up savings, all of it. And then what you have is a, is a population that can't save. So it can't have any independence. It can't ever start out on its own. As old people, you have to be plugged into Social Security. You have to be plugged into the system. And then if you need this incredibly efficient system because you have so much low, lower productivity, higher taxes, higher interest rates, what are you going to do? Do they have the capacity to do that? Are they just going to use robots? And is there free energy? Are they going to put all that stuff together? And then if they do that, they're going to want to and they're going to be able to give us the most efficient solutions for everything, which means no variety, no choice, no control. It's just going to be kind of generic consumption. It gets almost dystopian in the sci-fi. When I say they, I am literally talking about, for example, the World Economic Forum. The Great Reset. Yes. They talk about using robots. They talk about doing a lot of this stuff you're saying in these long panel discussions they've been having. And it dovetails with with the Rockfin video that we are releasing next, where the guys from from the military are talking overtly about their collusion with the private sector to achieve goals and to control our minds. It is the craziest thing. The first note that I wrote when I started watching the World Economic Forum Great Reset video was fascism. And it's exactly what you've been describing for a long time in their talk of Cooperation is what they say, but when you listen to what they're saying, seems more like forced cooperation if Which you don't one? voluntarily partner with the government do I, or with the powers that be. Do it. Who's saying this? Which? Because the military guys on the World Economic this Forum. This is the World vote. Economic Forum. This is, yeah, the, this no. is that Charles Schwab. And Klaus Schwab. Klaus, Klaus Schwab, yeah. And when he, with his German or Swiss accent and knowing that he established it in 1971, yeah, I can't help but think that he's a paper clipper, you know, or an artichoke guy, like a guy who was taken out yeah. of Nazi Germany. He, he fits the bill, all right, for a supervillain, that's it's for just, sure. It's just the kinder and gentler version. It's not the George Orwell version. It's the Aldous Huxley version of the boot on the neck. I mean, and but I shouldn't even say that. It's not, it's not even that totalitarian kind of fascism. That's not what he's saying. It is what they're saying. It's not brutal. It's... They, it's manipulative. They coerce you. They deceive you into accepting the yoke like we're being domesticated. But the fact is, it's about merging corporations and government. And then if you fold in the Rockefeller Foundation thing, that all is 
can be replaced or subsumed by big philanthropy, which will become one entity. And this is all stuff. I'm not like making this stuff up. I'm reading it and telling you what I just read and telling you where I read it. It's absolutely crazy. Do you ever feel like something is not quite right with the world? Brushfire is a new libertarian thriller packed with twists and turns, including life-changing chaos, a web of government secrets, decentralized freedom cells, and utilizing every tool possible to avoid detection from state agents like using cryptocurrencies, hacking techniques, secure encrypted messaging, and a strong security culture. Henry, Maxine, and their new liberty-minded friends fight against the seemingly never-ending threat of tyranny and injustice and show how liberty in our lifetime is possible, but only through direct action. Get your copy of Brushfire today by visiting libertyunderattack.com slash brushfire or via Amazon. For audio listeners, a 15-hour audiobook has been newly released via Audible and libertyunderattack.com. I wanted to say one last thing about the the Whitmer conversation. Two things. One is when they when they promote unemployment and universal basic income and all this stuff, they are disconnecting the taxpayer and the and the citizen from the policies and the spending that they're implementing. So this COVID thing that's destroying produ- production the policies that are destroying production, the people who would then not be able to consume because they're not producing would demand the right, you know, demand they, that the, the right to produce is, no, is not encroached upon any longer. But because they are still permitted to consume and everybody prefers consumption to production, basically, unless you, know, you love your job, whatever, they're just being insulated and they're being told that they're being good citizens. And if they don't cooperate, they're going to be punished. I got to tell you what's happening in Australia. And then also, but on the other point, are they of being how, punished in Australia? Yeah. Let me tell you the last thing on this is that if the, if you do have this highly controlled future where production and consumption are matched by the government, you cannot have, you cannot control your own surplus. Then, uh, the, there are no checks. The way there's no check on on the consumption and the spending when they subsidize it and disconnect it this way, it's, it's why health insurance makes health costs go through the roof. They just disconnect the decisions from the costs. They will then, the, you can't, you will be disconnected from the decisions about about family life and child rearing and the kind of responsibilities you can take on as a parent. And they will absolutely control who gets to reproduce. They'll probably do it in the same way that they're doing all this other stuff, just by controlling your mind and talking you out of it. And actually the more educated the people are, the more plugged into the internet and stuff, the more they get that propaganda from a young age. I mean, young girls, women should want, I mean, it's so natural to want to have kids and get married and stuff. And they are, not wanting that and i can tell you about australia too yeah they're celebrating a lot of that and all of that folds into what we're going to talk about in a minute is this divide that has emerged that is now being framed around 1619 versus 1776 and the education system fight i don't want to get into it yet because i know you want to do that uh, towards the end but I, this all is woven together it's all weaving together to cause division and chaos yeah, I wanted, uh, let's talk about that in the next segment, but I wanted to 
tell you, CJ sent me a tweet, tweeted at me this Australian, whatever it was, government, like it looks like Congress, Parliament, I don't know. And they were talking about, first of all, the, the segment opens with, as as I guess the press or whatever who's doing this little report walks into the building, the state building, you just see a person, you know, a, a person who wants to enter the building and the and the guard, the guard steps up to the person and points a gun at his head. But the gun is a thermometer. Oh, it's the thermometer gun. Yeah, I've I've experienced that. <laughs> Me too. But when you look at it from a certain perspective, it's just like, what the? It looks intense. It is weird when someone... I've been checking the temperature of people in my family, and it feels weird to hold that thing up to somebody's head because what you think of is a gun. And you have it, these it subtle like associations. It looks like a gun. You're pointing it right in the middle of people's heads. Maybe there's some... A byproduct, a little bit of subtle manipulation going on, making people comfortable pointing things at people's heads. There might be. Well, but what's not so subtle is what was happening behind the closed doors in that building where I don't know if you know about this, but Australia, New Zealand have had the like the very low incidence of cases and very radical lockdown procedures, I guess, because they they disarmed Australia some time ago and they disarmed New Zealand like a year or two ago. And this is what happens when you get disarmed. And I've talked about that. Like you, they don't, you have no sign of their totalitarian tendencies until they totally disarm you. And you won't even see the worst of it until they disarm us, unless they want us armed with not resistance grade weaponry, but target justifying weaponry. Then they'll let us keep our handguns so they can mow us down like a thousand flowers. Like the Ray gun story. They were saying the military was, this was according to vice. So, you know, they were saying the military was talking about using a heat ray to clear the protesters outside the White House, and that would fit into this type of weaponry that is just beyond what the citizens have. Yes. So I don't know how they go with us. Maybe they they have to go to plan B because they can't actually take our guns. I don't know. In which case, they'd want us to have more guns, just not guns that would work against them. And I always thought that and you see it every once in a while, what they really want is to take the ability for the citizen, take away the ability for the citizen to have body armor. Because they want you to have the gun, but they don't want you because they can just shoot you. I mean, that's what happened to Anthony McLean. They're like, oh, we shot him in the back when he was running away because we say he had a gun. It's like, well, I don't think he did have a gun, but even if he did, you're not really allowed to shoot the guy in the back when he's running away. Yeah, I think you're right. They They create these conditions where they take away the measures they you they don't want you to use rubber bullets they don't want you to use those le- they, those less lethal right. methods which forces them into a situation to use the far more you know, lethal method and then combine right. that with the anxiety and tension they're creating through the media on both sides it's a recipe for disaster i agree and of course election crisis 2020 is going to bring it home but let me just tell you the thing that in australia it says that the they are, are talking about a bell, bill the power to preemptively detain someone who has COVID and even people that they are in contact with uh, on the officer's discretion. And it's not just police officers. It's kind of like security guard type officers, too. If the officer feels like you might disobey protocols. 
according to his subjective feeling, he can preemptively no recourse. Wait a minute. So no. even if you're asymptomatic, what if you haven't tested positive? If you just look like someone who I think they're making people test. Okay, so they can't do this if you haven't tested positive. I mean, they shouldn't do it anyway, but... I listened to the whole thing, and they did not mention that. So I I remember they had something about encouraging or requiring testing in New Zealand, but a lot of that stuff's going in lockstep, as it were. But But the problem is there's no right to appeal. There's no limit to how long they can detain you and, and this there's is the no police oversight. that get that power or is it contact tracers the police and other government agents like so, even yeah. lesser this is these contact tracers and others getting yeah. deputized and all you have see this is the thing about the masks and stuff i i tell i, I don't know if i was telling you this i'll tell you after the break Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. I do want to shout out the full spectrum number 19 CBD oil. I, uh... I am, I'm a convert. I'm a true believer now. And I also want to shout out to a longtime patron saint and a very soon to be sponsor, wisomprints.com, W-I-Z-U-M prints.com. Beautiful photography of architecture and landscaping. And I am actually looking at one of them to hang. He, he can make bigger sizes than is on there to hang in my Desert House for Airbnbers to enjoy. It's fantastic. Really. I've seen some of his work as sure. well. It's great. Oh, isn't it nice? Okay, so he's going to start doing ads with us, but he's a patron saint and I wanted to shout him out. So that's for Scott. Thank you very much. And right before the break, I was saying something. I can't remember what. So I said, uh, they, it sounds like they're deputizing the contact tracers, giving them that power to just detain people along with the police. Oh, I know what it was. Thank you. Is that I tell, I, I don't know if I was telling you or other people that... If I, like, I hate wearing the mask. It makes me sick and I object to it. I think it's absolutely stupid. I, if I really think, like, if I have to sit and wait in a doctor's office or sit somewhere for a long time and I know I'm going to want to take it off a little bit to breathe, I never, ever complain. I don't wear my this is all bullshit mask. Like, I don't, I make sure that everyone thinks that I am Karen and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we, oh my goodness, we got to keep our hands clean. We got to do this. We got to do that. Because if I do pull it off a little bit, I don't want them to be like, womp, 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 denier, denier. Like I felt in Target the other day. Yes, exactly. So I try to feel like, look like a complete true believer. So when they catch me breathing, I can be like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, I'm completely terrified of the Rona, but I just had to breathe. I just couldn't help it. And then otherwise, I'm afraid they're going to throw me out of the building. And, you know, a couple of months ago, I was the one thinking, I'm just leaving. I am not putting up with this, but I've been broken. They're slowly beating people down with it to where it. You either wear it or you feel like you could be 
under the watchful eye of everyone. That's the thing. They got to people's minds. And that's that's it. It's not really. Capture. It's not just cowardice. I mean, it's a little bit of cowardice in that, like, it really. I feel like it's embarrassing when you see, like, a tough guy, a biker guy, or whatever. Like when I saw the chick with the snake tattoo, like the skull eating the snake all wrapped around her leg, trying to keep six feet away from me at the poke bar. I was like, you're so not tough. Like, whatever. So there's an element of that. But but it's not just pure. It is to some respect that physical courage thing. But it's it's they have it in their minds. That it's something to be afraid of. That it's a it's an element of etiquette, which really gets me. Like that is why I do it. It's it's, it's and that's kind of how they frame it. Is do it. You're doing it for people other out. people. Yeah. Protect each other. Do your part. And that psychological emotional aspect of it is at the root of everything we're seeing today, including this education battle that has come up in the news today. Which I've been anticipating this for a little while. The 1619 Project to take center stage and become part of the national debate, which this thing was released about a little over a year ago and promotes a revisionist type of history of America. The reality is it's not this one is right and this other one is wrong. The reality is that it's not so simple. The history of America is complex, and the problem – here's what's going on before we go too deep into analysis of it – is Trump, during a speech last night, he started talking about the 1619 Project and saying things like – where's one of his quotes? Left-wing rioting and mayhem are the direct results of decades of left-wing indo- indoctrination in our schools – and he promoted the National Endowment of Humanity, saying that they have awarded a grant to support the development of pro-American curriculum that celebrates the truth of our nation's history. And he called out the 1619 Project specifically, and he said he was going to counter that with a 1776 commission to restore the patriotic education to our schools. I want to tell you how... I object to both of those. Exactly. I do, I, too. I mean, it's... It's just negativizing our existence on the one hand and glorifying a a history of war and oppression exploitation on the other. I want none of it. And it's federal control of education system. It's the reverse, uh, the contrary contrary doctrine of of, uh, philosophy, of democracy. democracy. But and I will say this folds right into and I know that's where you're headed, that by making the state control i think all the stuff i have to bring to you now about college in the show and in the patron 15 are about pushing all all the education indoctrination propagandizing into state schools so i think there are uh, operations underway to eliminate private colleges who who don't do this yeah this is fundamentally the 1776 versus 1619 is a battle for the future, for the heart and soul and the future of America, for the heart and mind. I don't say soul. That's what Joe Biden says. But they are trying to capture the minds of the future so that they can control the future. That's what this is fundamental to. And here's what both of them do. What both of these programs, in effect, do is they both teach the public school students to follow orders, to get in line, to do what they're told. That is the automobot 
that results from both of these. Automaton. Yeah, Automaton. I can guarantee you that these private boarding schools that are $50,000 a semester cost millions of dollars over the course of years that all the politicians' kids go to, I guarantee you they're not learning the true history of the 1619 Project or the true history of the Patriot. They're learning how to use different histories to manipulate and organize the masses. I guarantee you they're still learning philosophy. They're still learning acting. They're still learning rhetoric. It is the public schools that they're trying to pump this idea of follow orders regardless of what we teach you. Don't get me wrong. What Trump said about the 1619 Project is accurate. However, the solution is not more government control over the education system. In my opinion, the solution is to get out of the education, public education system right now. Okay, so we got to flip this into the patron 15 because I... I sounded like this. you there for a minute. It is me. Oh, <laughs> you sounded like me. Yeah. Don't do that. We need two sides. I know, of the but I realize I don't usually get I don't usually get up on the as as uh, as intense as you do. But uh, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's pretty soon you're gonna be arguing about the Fed. You're gonna not be able to sleep at night. <laughs> oh about God, the Fed. no. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh. We'll have to. Well, thank God there's a DPP tonight, a VIP DPP. So check your tier. You got to yeah. be a friend of the show or higher. I um was there anything else? Oh, we did this great Rockfin video. So it's not up yet though. It's not gonna be up till Saturday, correct? Yes, it'll be up on Saturday. All right. So also we do really appreciate our Patreons, our patrons, and uh, this would be a great time to join because there's a disappearing patron party tonight, but you also get the Patron 15, which is fantastic. We do some early release. We've got some stuff coming down the pipe for patrons, so now might be a good time to join and start enjoying the parties as soon as you can. And I also wanted to tell people that they can now find our really fun cute and uplifting uh, logo merch on thepropreport.com it's just right up front scroll down a couple of sentences and you'll see the prop report merch which everybody gets a kick out of i'm getting a lot of pictures of people alaska hawaii Love the pictures yeah australia uk people drinking out of their prop mugs i just put uh, a youtube video up that mike drop did he's a patron saint Oh, great. And, yeah, let's check that out. And he's drinking from the Propaganda Report mug. I got my and shirt a couple days video. ago. It's fantastic. Feels great. Fits fits great. Great quality. I love it. Well, we'll, we'll one of us will model it for folks tonight on the TPP. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every day, we post to DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you in the Patron 15 or tonight or next week. Have a fantastic rest of your Friday and weekend. <laughs>